such a misty episode. Such a misty episode. We got so much setup. You're listening to The Watchers. <laughs> Sorry. A show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch movies and TV about New Jersey. This yes, season, we <laughs> we're going back to where it all started. Hell yeah. We're watching season one of Yellow Jackets. Hell yeah. And we're having a great time. We are having a great time. I This is, I think, my fifth time around. And I I don't do this with, with TV ever. I so. do. But yeah, I am not a person who has like a comfort show like that, like uh-huh. a friends or office or one of those things where you watch it repeatedly yeah. and you've seen the episode a thousand times. I don't have that. I don't normally enjoy that. I wonder you and I are closer in age than the generation of people who are, though there are some people my age doing it, but the like obsessively rewatching the office and friends in yeah. particular is something I noticed mm-hmm. with when I was teaching with my, my freshmen who were barely alive when those shows. And so it's it's interesting to see that because I don't have one show that I'll do that with. I have a lot of shows where I will throw episodes back on or like um, there are plenty of shows that I have watched several times through. But I think for some people, a show like The Office is the best example, I think. They will just watch yeah. it through and then start right back over and they are just perpetually watching The Office. And I cannot understand that for the life of me. Like, I get that that's a thing people do, but I need things to be new. Mm-hmm. I need to watch a new thing. I very rarely go back and watch anything. So for the fact the fact that I still enjoy, like, revisiting this show is a surprise to me. Like, and it's partly that I'm doing it for our conversation. Right. So I'm, like, looking for things I haven't seen before. So we are on episode two. F sharp. F sharp. This is such a misty episode, though. It's it's a big time misty episode. Yeah, I mean, we sh- really start to get a sense of of her like origin story. I I know that all she shows us is kind of like evil. Is like misty at her worst in this episode. I I I love her. Yeah, there were some things. So I don't know if we were recording when I said this, but there are some. There's a lot of things that. Because I wasn't, how did I say this before? Because I think that this is, to me, the key to rewatching it this time around is the fact that because we're through season two, there's things that I know are red herrings. There's things that I know are. And there are a lot in this episode. So many. Um, There's things that I know are red herrings and there's things that I know are, I know what they're forecasting because we've already seen it. And so I don't have to pay attention to those things in yeah. the same way. There was literally when when the scene of them right after they get off the plane when it crashes and there's just the mass chaos of everyone running around, I was like fo- for the first time focused on the background and like who's interacting with who? What's happening back there? Like who are those red shirts? Like what's, you know, and it was interesting the things I kind of picked up on by not having to analyze every single second of the show because i know how some of that stuff ends yeah it is interesting when you can kind of like trim the it's not trim the fat away because it's all no but good useful information in its own way but what kind of like gets held up when you're right yeah and a lot of what they're doing in this episode this had a lot going on this was a big one but a lot of what they're doing is establishing relationships and connecting people with each other in ways that we already know from the future, right? you know, that these are relationships 
that are kind of pivotal, important in some way. So it's not like I have to be like, oh, look, they're telling us that Van is really important to tie. Exactly. Like, we know now that Van is really important to tie. We don't need to like pay close attention to that setup mm-hmm. to wonder about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Van is, Ty is immediately looking for Van when the plane crashes. She's the first person. And also that, like, Jackie, like, only cares about saving Shauna. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of those little connections. Misty's, like, sort of obsession with Ben, you know? Yeah, it's immediately she goes looking for him. Um, Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, establishing who's important to who based on the way they react to the crash. Mm -hmm. Like, Travis climbing the tree for his dad. One thing that I really noticed this time around is how many scenes in this episode are of Shauna showing care to Javi. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Which, Like, every time you turn around, she is, like, either looking at him with care, touching his arm... Pulling him away from something scary. Which is funny She's because like we... immediately his caretaker. Yeah, and it's funny because we talk about her selfishness so mm-hmm. much in this show. And also her, like... Not that you have to... It has to be a maternal instinct to care for a young child who is clearly, yeah. like, struggling right now. Yeah. The, but it's like... We, we've talked so much about those two things about Shauna, but here... She, and she's she is the one and she's the like, only one that we see yeah. anyway who even bothers like especially compared to travis who's continues yeah. to be so mean to that poor little boy yeah but much <laughs> yeah no i definitely noticed how often they were showing us mm-hmm. that this time mm-hmm. like look it's shauna looking at javi again look yep. it's shauna sitting next to javi around the fire mm-hmm. like it was really noticeable um and I think the only reason I noticed it was because I wasn't panicking, searching for every single clue. Like, I knew which ones I could discard, right, you know? totally. One thing I did pick up on when I was watching it this time, which is something you brought up last week, was, like, the connections between when they flip from one uh, timeline to the other and how those things are carried through. Mm-hmm. And it's not something I don't know exists, but it's, like, it But again, really... it's something else you had the time and, like, space to focus on this time. Right. Right. And it's something I really noticed this time. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting um, because sometimes they're really intentional about it. They'll mm-hmm. like use a song cue that will carry between the two. So you tie yes. them together, but they don't always make it that obvious. And sometimes it's probably because it's not that important, but other times right. it's because I think anyway, and we'll talk about it more as the season goes on. They're trying to more subtly draw those connections in your brain for you without you necessarily focusing on them directly. Yeah, no, I think that that's, I think that's true. And I think that because this is such, so early in the season Mm -hmm. still, they're like really doing a lot of setup, but they're threading that setup through a lot of action. Mm -hmm. And so some of that setup is like creating those little cues in your head Mm -hmm. where you're like, you're not even realizing they're doing it, but they're flipping from 96 to 2021 with this, like, there's, there's one that I noticed later on that I'll just mention, like there's a really obvious one where you see Nat and Travis in the woods drinking out of the flask and then they're talking, coming back from, I think after his, they realize his dad is dead. Mm -hmm. And then it immediately flips almost like matched scene flips to Nat drinking in the hotel room and then calling Travis. Right. Right. So it's pairing those two things of like the beginning of their closeness and then the end of their like relationships. We don't know that yet, but 
you know, Mm -hmm. in those two scenes that are almost exactly the same, like, image from one to the next. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the last time because I forgot that when the Nat calls Travis and he does answer, I'd completely forgotten. So that's the last time the two of them talk is Travis pretending that he doesn't, I'm sure, pretending that he doesn't know that that's Nat calling and saying that he thinks she has the wrong number. Just really sad knowing where he ends up. I know. I know. I wish he wasn't dead. I know. I also and just for like oh god they're both gone now and just for like like mm. story's sake I would have loved to have gotten some time with adult Travis for sure but yeah we only got like one scene with him and it was with him and Lottie mm-hmm. when she goes to find him at the cabin and it was a weird it didn't it struck a weird note for me that that adult Travis scene well because it's it's she's narrating it if i remember correctly through mm-hmm. a voiceover and i don't know mm-hmm. that we ever even actually hear him talk i don't think we do i think she tells no, us no i think i think we do hear him talk at some point mm-hmm. because i remember somebody saying that his voice didn't sound oh right 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 for what they thought adult travis would sound that's like. right but it is through her perspective mm-hmm. should we start at the start yeah plane's going down plane's going down so i was wrong last week and I remembered this after after the fact, but this is not the coming down the mountain needle drop. That's that's when they return to the same scene in episode four. Right. I mean, it makes sense that you would confuse that. The show is, man, this is another thing. Like the how many times do we revisit moments that we've already seen through one yeah. perspective, right? Or, or right. For, from one angle or whatever. And this is a good example. Now we've been back to the the scene of the crime twice. The first one, we don't mm-hmm. actually see them touch down. The second time now we're getting more of, of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. This scene where they're, the plane's about to crash, there's a lot happening really, really fast. Mm-hmm. But the things that stuck out to me this time was – Obviously, Van's mask not dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Lee and Lottie. Yeah. Did you notice they were holding they hands? They were holding hands and praying together. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought was like, again, we're setting up pairs that are really important, right? Mm-hmm. The Lottie and Laura Lee pair was continues to be really yeah. important, even though Laura Lee's gone. Mm-hmm. That was the big one there. Oh, and I noticed that Misty knows how to prepare for a crash of course she's she like puts her head down yep. you know puts her hands behind her head because you know this private plane that their dad the whoever whatever flight attendant they may have had like yeah wasn't giving, giving the them the, lecture yeah exactly there's no way <laughs> yeah no i just noticed how like she's watching the the fact that they're about to crash and she just like covers her head i actually when i was watching it this time um so I watched the episode, I rewatched it a couple of nights ago, and then the night after, whenever the night it was that I watched it, um, I don't know if it was Netflix or one of them fed me this, there's a new movie about the Andes crash. Yeah, I saw that. So it's called, I think, uh, Society of the Snow. Uh-huh. I watched it. Oh, how was it? Rough. It's a three hour, almost three hour movie. It's like two and a half hours, but it was really, um, I think harrowing is like the word that I keep coming back to because, so we're watching this TV show, uh, this fictionalized TV show about these girls crashing in the wilderness and like what they go through 
in this fictionalized TV show is so much less than what these well, men went through. Really? They like, well, they crashed in the Andes in the middle of like snow. Right. That's a good point. They all should have frozen to death. Right. They literally slept in a pile. So they didn't. People did fall, like die in their sleep. So many of them died. And like there was an avalanche. It was never, they were never not in the snow. Like how long were they out there? 72 days jesus in the snow yeah. and like it started to yeah they some of them got buried in the avalanche mm-hmm. that like hit the plane it just and the guys that left to um there were two guys that ended up walking for 10 days and eventually came across like a guy on a horse oh wow because they got they got down to the valley out of the snow and they came across a guy and basically were like, please help. Because they had called off the search. And then they ended up, you know, flying back in with the helicopter. But like, and I thought the thing that was really interesting about it was the way they played the after part. Mm-hmm. Like once the remaining survivors had been rescued, how, I mean, you know, you hear the word like shell shock as what they referred to like Vietnam vets when right. they came home, which we now call PTSD. But like the sort of like combination of blankness, relief, hysteria, joy, despair all at once in the way they felt when they got back. It was really intense. But so I started thinking about how like Ashley and Bart refer to this this story of these guys that crashed in the Andes as one of their inspirations. Like, you know, this meets Lord of the Flies meets like teen girls, you know? So I thought it was interesting to see like what they're taking from it and just to be a little more familiar with the story than Mm -hmm. I was before. I'm just like wondering how much of that story will come back because again, Two of them walked 10 miles. I was just in the snow going to say to find a guy on a horse and they didn't speak the same language as them. They like, or they, I think I can't remember, but they wrote like a note and threw it across a river to him and was like, we are the survivors of this crash. Yeah. And And it had only been 72 days, but when you crash in the middle of the Andes, they assume you're dead after like three. Of course. And it's, especially with them setting up Travis and Nat, venturing farther and farther out Mm -hmm. um and and it being i i think we're you know we know we're heading into winter it would be i could see them kind of drawing that parallel well and one of the things that's the most notable about the andes crash is that they were the pilot was wrong about where they were two survivors Nando and Roberto climbed the 15,000-foot mountain peak on the western rim of the glacier without any mountaineering gear. They hiked Jesus. for 10 days into Chile, traveling 38 miles before finding help. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I think we've all kind of decided that's sort of what's going to happen with... Nat and Travis, right? That they're going to break out on their own. Maybe. I mean, they, there is that quote that we talked about repeatedly, like that they wouldn't have that n- they wouldn't have survived without Nat. Is mm-hmm. the is the phrasing? Okay. This is yeah. This is why I thought this was important. So, 
unknown to the survivors. So they walked 38 miles, right? Climbed a 15,000 foot mountain to descend into Chile and find help. Mm -hmm. The other direction. That's right. Due east, only 13 miles. There was an abandoned summer resort hotel. That's right. In the other direction. But that's what I, that's why I thought it was important that they thought they were somewhere they weren't. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't have the knowledge to realize that they could have gone the other direction and found uh, safety a lot easier. Crazy. It is. So and how much of this is going to end up coming into this, coming into play is my, is my curiosity right. and, here. And I could see it going a few different ways because, like, we do have the stuff in season two where Lottie has that, like, weird vision of her entering like a hatch in the tunnels and we're not totally sure what they are still like is that something that you know they're going to come upon that's going to help them make it like we we just don't know like planting the seed for what kind of obstacles can get in the way and also what things will help them survive the next however many months we have left out there like especially knowing that bart and ashley have directly referenced this story Mm -hmm. it'll i think it's worth putting a pin in this for sure yeah yeah sorry i didn't mean to talk about that for so long but i i had meant to bring it up at the beginning because i thought it was interesting how things that have paralleled Mm -hmm. that story Mm -hmm. but yeah immediately we jump back to 1992 from there with misty's (laughs) most perfect bangs she's so good I, i have to reiterate she does not have headgear I really no. always think that she's got headgear in this scene. She might as well. She has uh, spiritual headgear. She really does. Yeah. Listening to Hold On by Wilson Phillips, uh-huh. which will come back later. She's got the lips phone. It's a yep. perfect 1992 tableau. Mm-hmm. I also noticed this time that she has a telescope in the window. Oh, yeah. I did notice that. She's not looking at stars. Oh, you're right. She's not. No. <laughs> She's spying on her neighbors. 100% she is spying on her neighbors. She read Harriet the Spy and <laughs> bought a telescope. Just the most evil Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Yeah. So good. We get the Robbie Delgado prank call. Yep. Becky is the one who uh, who um, spreads the rumor, right, I think mm-hmm. she says, which is another great... I don't know any Beckys today. <laughs> There's no Beckys no. in 2024. I knew some in high school. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. But then we also... This, I forgot how many of the sort of very quotable quotes mm-hmm. are from the first couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. We get opinion is the wilderness between knowledge and ignorance. Yeah. I looked, That's Plato. I looked that up this time, which I've never done before. I just, Is it actually Plato? It is Plato, but the quote is really... Okay. This is so on the nose. So it's like, I've just trusted Misty to accurately quote Plato, right? Like, it just mm-hmm. seems like something she would do. But it's actually opinion is the medium between knowledge and ignorance. And I don't imagine that's a translation thing where, like, some people translate it one way. So it's a little on the nose to plant the word. It's wilderness. Yeah. But okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But now that I say that, so much of this show has become, which it wasn't at the start, about how different people are remembering 
the wilderness yes. and the stories they're telling themselves and like yeah what's their your opinion exactly on what happened yep yeah no that's so, a really good point i don't know how intentional it was that but it is funny that she misquotes i mean the word wilderness has to be intentional right in there and that she misquotes yeah. Plato and is so proud of herself, and they immediately are like, Mm-mm, "You thought yeah. like, we're Weirdo. not? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah." I did. The young people know how big prank calls were in the early '90s and late '80s. I don't know if they do. For, if but we have any listeners that are younger Gen than us, Z, yeah, yeah, it was just You'd spend the, a whole the night. Hold, the hold that prank calling had on us. It's just like such a regular thing. Do you that think people did. I have anxiety now because I lived in fear of getting prank called when I, I was I'm a sure young I person? Do. You think that's what started it? Yeah. The older brother of one of my classmates used to prank call me all the time. But yeah, no, every time you'd answer the phone, it was like, is this a real person or is this, you know, somebody from well, some upperclassmen? And the three way call, which I mean, was still like mm-hmm. mean girls. It's still a thing. Like, I, I I don't think it's an issue yeah. anymore, but just like never knowing if somebody like all just absolute phone terrorism for young people. Like, just, yes, we don't have yes. to. Well, we have phone social media. Is a great way to put it. But we have social yeah. media to be cruel to each other now. We don't need to call. Yeah. Also, nobody's answering their phones anymore. So it, how hard would it be to prank call somebody these days? Right. But it was our only option. Mm-hmm. We had one phone mm-hmm. and it had no caller ID. So you had to answer it. Unbelievable. It could be your mom or it could be fucking Jimmy. Yep. Or Robbie. Name, last name I won't say. <laughs> <laughs> Did we already say the perfectly named Robbie Delgado? Oh, my gosh. Well, I know we said it originally at some point because it's the names in this are so perfect. It's, yeah. Robbie Delgado is, I think, my favorite, but the, so many of them are so good. Misty Janeiro is my favorite. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so then we go back to the plane. This is where we see, you know, the exit from the plane, how hard that is. We see the scene with Van, Shauna trying to help, Jackie pulling her away, mm-hmm. all of that set up. Was there anything new that you caught this time? Um, not not really. Like I said, that's when we get because they bust out and then you get the scene that feels to me I always think of Lost and Misty is like the sort of like the Jack Shepard of this scene where mm-hmm. she's like she we're following her through and that's how we get introduced to all of those little pairings like you said and right um there's a uh, all that stuff Ty's looking for Van Misty looking for coach Van shows up looking like a full on ghost like it's like a yeah. jump scare with Van she even says yeah, surprise is. yeah <laughs> No. Yeah, we get the leg. Um, I did notice this time that the belt that Misty is wearing is that like Lisa Frank pink and green color oh, scheme that perfect. Jackie was saying their Rutgers room was going to uh-huh. be. Yeah, but this is one of the other amazing needle drops is the um, mother, mother. Everything's fine. Yeah. yeah, mother, mother, when she's about to chop the leg off. Uh-huh. Like, and we still so get good. it's so funny. We still get the, the Yellow Jackets title card. Like, mm-hmm. The opening, the no return credits are so, like, such a yeah. part of the show now um, yeah. that I forgot we get this really weird, stark, it's yeah. just, it, it's so different. Yeah, it really is. That's true. I didn't even realize we weren't getting the intro song yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Misty on her date at... Probably some little Italian place in uh, Jersey. 
bubble baths, walks in the rain, muscular <laughs> calves, escalators, yeah. knuckles, steamed clams, obviously. Of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> right. Enough right. about me. What turns you on, Stan? It's so good. <laughs> and all he can come up with is hair. <laughs> can work with that. Yeah. I she I I I really I know like we're laughing about it and I think we've talked about the scene before and just kind of laughed about it, but I do want to take a second. Mm-hmm. What is Misty doing here? Like, She's manipulating him. But to like I Do you know. think this is really like first question, is this really a list of turn-ons for Misty or is Misty so weirdly just like connected from the rest of the world that she thinks this is a normal mm. list of turn-ons for people? <laughs> you know, like I just have yeah no idea what misty well we know that muscular calves is a turn for misty <laughs> well we've just made that we see it later <laughs> no she is absolutely She's staring at his calves and he is wearing shorts for that the... reason because <laughs> he knows yeah because maybe he was... would <laughs> yeah he does um like what yeah what do we think i just have no i still yeah. i love her i still don't know what to make of misty i mean i think that she's definitely manipulating him like especially in the car right she's like you thought i was totally but it's like is she like to what end to what end because i don't get the knowing misty now like i don't get the impression that misty is interested in a like in i I I was gonna say horny in a sociopathic way like do you think she would have had sex with this man i do because she like does that thing where she like molests coach ben oh that's a good point she's i think that she's like looking to service her needs via stan her weird you're yeah i think you're right but she's so on the note like so obvious like for misty who on the one hand can be so like quietly manipulative and diabolical she is also sometimes so obviously that like yeah. with Stan, like when she she literally <clears throat> says, if you thought I was pretty, you would come inside. Like that is yeah. so that is so on the nose. Like, yeah. And and doing and like the same thing with um, we get the her first instance of faking car trouble. So he has to take her home. Like this is like her thing. She pulls. The she, did she sa- take in addition to the babysitter's course? Did she take like an introductory mechanics course? Like, like, like what is she just to know just to know how to pull? That right wire. It's so funny. Well, and wow, to know how to pull the right wire, which is what she does when she destroys the black box. She tries to physically destroy mm-hmm. it just by smashing it. And it is pulling a wire, which we know she did to Stan and which we assume she does. We get confirmation. Yeah. With mm-hmm. Nat. So yep. I don't know. Yeah. She's just taken, you know, like community center courses on basic mechanics and babysitter training and all of those things she just wants to be prepared for anything yeah thank god youtube wasn't a thing when misty (laughs) was young or she could have learned how to do anything evil in 30 seconds like she had to work for it a little bit yeah the one thing i i picked up on this time that i think i noticed last time but really struck me was her nails they they focus on her like sharp like claw like uh <laughs> nail extensions when oh, she's on the date and then this is what i didn't notice last time um later when she's at the house and she's talking to nat in the kitchen she's pulling them off 
She's pulling oh. off her fake nails. I did not notice it until this time I watched it. Huh. What do you think is going on there? That's a really interesting choice. It feels to me like it's, there is this like current presentation of Misty that she's giving Stan mm-hmm. that is like very specific, like her little bras peeking out of her shirt. Mm-hmm. She's like got these like sharp nails. She's being this coquettish, whatever. Well, and then she thinks she, she is. She thinks she is. And then when she's talking to Nat, she's so natural. She's so like back to who she is elementally, mm-hmm. like from the time they spent together in the woods that she's like pulling off all of the excess stuff she like takes the claws off she's like kind of more like physically uh it's almost like she's reverting back to an earlier version of herself or something Mm -hmm. it's interesting it's they're popping back and forth a lot here Mm -hmm. so like we're popping back to the woods right after that um yeah we get get that that's the misty jack shepherd that's when we learned that Misty took the uh, Red Cross babysitter training class yep. twice. Yep. Yep. She's Ugh. ripping fabric for bandages. We get the sea breeze drop. There's a lot of 90s brand stuff in this Ugh. episode. There's the Midal, sea breeze, yep. the corn nuts, which now I know the Heather's reference of that. Yep. Very want to save the corn nuts? <laughs> that, oh, and also I this also is... love the implication. Oh, sorry. God. God. <laughs> I also love the implication that, like, Jackie wants to save the corn nuts but didn't want to save Van. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very good. I love how mean. I mean, she's, I get it. I would be furious, too. Mm -hmm. But Van is so Van with this. Yeah. Um, There's also Coach Ben asks about his leg and Misty is going to tell him the truth, but Ty interrupts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I kind of, like, I see both sides of that, but it is interesting that Ty is really ready to like hide the truth from yeah. Ben about himself. It just, I think to her, it seems like um, it's more logical. It serves the moment. Mm-hmm. Like don't upset him right now. Exactly. Yeah. And then we get the Adam scene. He definitely stopped short. Yeah. Is Shh. this, the, is this like the star Wars? What is it? The Han <laughs> who shot first. He stopped short, but she's not paying attention. So it's, they're both wrong, but I do, man, this scene, every time I watch it, I'm like, no wonder people have conspiracy theories about Adam. I know. I know. He's such a red herring. They want us to think that he is up to something. It's the- like the, it's the acting instruction was be charming and suspicious. Yeah, exactly. Though yeah. before they, the accident actually happens, Shauna has, I think, maybe my favorite Shauna line. When Callie asks her what the roast looks like, she's like, the meat, can you bring the meat, get the meat out of the freezer? Callie says, what does it look like? And she's like, it's a little refrigerator <laughs> on top of a big refrigerator. One of my favorites. It's so good. One of my actual favorites. But it's like, I, again, I've given Callie, I gave Callie such a hard time, but Shauna's an asshole to her, too. Yeah, like, they both are. They're both they're, they're cut from the same cloth. Exactly. So it's fine. Like I don't mind that Callie's shitty to her because it's I, I learned from watching you, you know? Yeah. We also get the are you trying to be adorable with me, which yeah. I loved. It's a really good it's a good Shauna scene. Like the you can see it in her face, all of the different like emotions mm-hmm. that that are going on, the indignation, the like Intrigue. being charmed and not wanting to be uh-huh. and like yeah. And I I also noticed, so like he writes the phone number of the shop on her arm. That is such a high school thing to do. Yeah. 
What adult do you know would grab a stranger's arm and write their phone number on it? None. None. That is high school flirting. Yeah. Well, and it and that's why it works on Shauna. She's so stunted, exactly. right? Like and then and then he gets her yep. number from her in that scene. Um, I noticed mm-hmm. he definitely they do definitely trade names because there was some speculation early on before we'd all rewatched a million times um, that when mm-hmm. he says later on, I just thought maybe you were someone who you seem like someone who doesn't play by the rules. Shauna. People were like, how did he Shauna. know her name? It's yeah. because she told him her name in this scene. Um, yeah. He has a code that, sticker. That's another. Yes. Run fast and yes, far. <laughs> Run fast and far. <laughs> Yes. But like the way he says that line is another one of those red herrings where it's like, yeah. you know, the, 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 the brief is sound charming, but suspicious. Mm-hmm. Adam Martin. We go from straight from that to the couple couples therapy scene though. And now I'm I think so, oh, totally. But now I'm so suspicious of therapists in this show because of I everything know. that happened with season two. I'm like looking around at the office to make sure it's not the same. Like she calls There's some Georgia O'Keefe <laughs> prints on the wall. She calls them kids. If my therapist called me kid, mm. I would be. Oh yeah, she's not a. None of the therapists on the show are any good, including the ones that Lottie invents in her mind. Like yes, it also looks like a church. Like the lighting the way- is like glowing from the like stained glass windows onto them, and also just like I love how blunt Shauna is. She's like in telling them to go home and do that, that they should do this fantasy. And Shauna is just like, no. <laughs> and at the same time, Jeff is like, oh yeah, okay, we'll try it. She's like, no. <laughs> Which is, I, there's all of this stuff also in this scene. There's no reason to assume that Jeff isn't cheating on Shauna. He's so. Right. Although like, we haven't seen the text yet, but we have, we seen just know him, that he's staying late at work. He, right. And just the way he talks about it and, so, you know, we're watching this already assuming that he's cheating on her and he's like, the, mm-hmm. but she's really the, like, Jeff's not doing a great job, but Jeff is always trying. And Shauna, yeah, Shauna is the one who's like checked out and looking yeah. for. So it's and, yeah. and you see you do see that here, even though what you think you're watching is a man trying to hide an affair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think it's interesting later. We'll talk about this more when we get to it, but. I really noticed this time that like Shauna is really reticent about all this stuff with Jeff mm-hmm. until yep. the phone call with Adam. Exactly. She kills the rabbit. Yep. She gets all worked up. Uh-huh. And then is like the aggressor in their interaction. Yeah. Like it just that's the triggering moment is when she talks to Adam and he says, You seem like someone who doesn't follow the rules. Uh-huh. And she just like she's like, Okay, I don't follow the rules. I'm gonna go kill this rabbit, feed it to my family, and go fuck my husband. Right. Cause you challenged me. Yep. It's really like really clear this time yeah. when I watched it, and very that, Shauna. like sequence of events. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. as we will see more of later. And it, it make, um, knowing what Shauna is capable of, it and Shauna knowing what she's capable of makes it very like it's like well, I understand why she has been allowing herself to live this kind of like dulled housewife. Nothing, nothing wrong yeah. with being a homemaker. It doesn't take much. It takes a younger kind of handsome flirt yeah. of a dude like to to set her off so yeah but i think it's literally also that that's one of the reasons they emphasize that line mm-hmm. like you seem like someone who doesn't follow the rules shauna right like it's like poking her uh-huh and she responds do we think i'm only half joking or or i or i'm half joking but we how much of adam 
is and has been a red herring all along. How much of it was them setting us up to mate? Because, like, like again, the stuff with the back tattoo, with mm-hmm. it being such... Yeah. It's so, so close to Javi's drawings that we find later. Do you yep. think... Like what I know we don't we don't know, but like how much of that do we think was them setting Adam up for the possibility of being something more later and just deciding not to do that? They've, yeah, they've talked about the fact that like when all the Adam Javi craziness was going on, that they weren't there was a moment where they were like, Adam might be more mm-hmm. Adam might be someone else. Adam might be Javi. Adam might be like, right, right. you know, much more important than he ended up being. But um yeah, I think they were kind of like in a weird way, both trying to put in a red herring, but also leave room yeah. if they wanted to later on decide something else with him. Do you think we're done? Which is hard to watch then because you're like trying to figure out things that may it's, or it may not matter. Exactly. And I wonder if yeah. if we're done with Adam other than what finding his body is going to do for the show. But if we're going to find yeah. anything else out about – because. Now that we've seen his studio where he has spent mm-hmm. a, apparently a week or so obsessively painting Shauna or has been painting her. All, like, we still don't really know what. And I just wonder if this is a story that's going to fall by the wayside or if he comes back. And I don't know what I want out of it, actually. I think I'm done with Adam. I, I get that. But I also feel like they gave us so many, like, breadcrumbs about him. Mm-hmm. That it would be kind of frustrating to me if it didn't go anywhere else. Like, I want something to tie this up. Like, I want right. to, like, maybe maybe it's as simple as finding out, like, he did know, like, I know we know this, but, like, not through the show necessarily. Like, that he knew who she was. He, like, had the article mm-hmm. or the book about the, the um, crash that, like... He knew who she was. He was obsessed with her beforehand. Those paintings were from beforehand. He was a bit of a stalker. Like, anything other than Adam is just an innocent pawn that ended up, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't track to me. And it's funny because we, you and I talk so much about how one of the things we like about the show is, like, how benign the men are and how much of these women, the the conflicts for these women have to do with their, like, inter, um, the relationships between each other and and but how yeah. we're trained to watch men for villainous behaviors yeah. reasonably so yeah. but and so that's why i'm like is it just that we've been reading so much into adam because we're trained to and it's interesting if the right. show lets that be the case but i just feel like adam is a little bit of a different story than a than jeff you know um and and yeah. we've had that kind of turned on its head now with a little bit with Walter because Walter mm. is a murderer. I mean, he's a murderer. I mean, I ostensibly yeah. because of his contact with Misty. I don't know that we're supposed to assume he's this isn't like I think this is probably yeah. his first murder. He was pretty <laughs> cool with it, but he was yeah. fine with it. He so. was pretty. Uh, and he's got yeah. that big, weird house of himself. So I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know what to make of any of it. Yeah. Now. I know. I I do. I feel like. I would be happier. I'm fine if they want to let this go. Like if they if they painted too open of a picture, mm-hmm. made a decision and had to leave some stuff hanging, right. fine. fine. But like 
He painted so many so pictures many. of her. That's not normal. No. That's not normal, like, I have a crush on this person behavior. No. Like, it's just, it's over the top. And the tattoo, like you said, like, there's just a lot of stuff that that we'll, we'll have to just, I guess, agree to drop if it's, if this is it. Because mm-hmm. there is definitely stuff there that, like, feels so much like it's a clue. Right. Like, flashing light clue. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, okay, maybe not. I guess we've got a few seasons left to find out still. So yeah. especially once they find his torso, like we know season <laughs> two ended with them finding it um, mm-hmm. in a uh... Hacklebarney park. <laughs> that's right. Hacklebarney state park. So it's, that's a perfect time to revisit his story. We'll see if they do. Yeah. I hope so. I, I would just like a little bit of closure there. I don't mm-hmm. need it to be like, I don't want it to be the driving thing right. in 2021 anymore. Like that yeah. was, uh, we're done. We're yeah, done. I agree. But like maybe finding out some sort of like closure information. Yeah, I would be um, happy with that. Um, yeah. We Then we get uh, Misty's date coming inside. <laughs> so funny. Poor the, guy. That poor, poor guy. You could be guy. Caligula. I also noticed, I don't know if I saw this before, there's a photo of the team on the wall right by the door. Oh, that's... Like an old photo. That's cute and sad and... We get the confrontation with Nat about the postcard. Misty offers Nat tea, coconut LaCroix, or LaCroix, she says. Or Sherry. Sherry is so funny. Yeah. Like, what is she... I know. Something about Misty, and it's twice in this... It's a few times in this episode. The cataloging... Like, she's always listing stuff, mm. which, like, I don't really have any mm. anything That's to, interesting. like, say about that other than it's it's just one of her traits. And I wonder what accounts for that because we get the, yeah. the list of things that turns her on. Then we get this list of beverages. Then she does the <laughs> later on, I buy two of everything. And she goes, the list that she lists when she talks about that will get there is like it's so long and it's so like like two like calzones from the stromboli place like i always buy two cal like it's such a yeah. it's just like word association it feels like and i, I just wonder what that habit That's interesting points to for her yeah huh yeah i definitely noticed it with with nat um when she was listing all of the drinks, but I I had forgotten that she does that like regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, then they end up at the bar. We get one of my other favorite lines about the citizen detective community. <laughs> We're like private investigators, except no one hired us or asked for our help. She has a whole presentation. She's got her accordion folder. She opens it up and Nat just reaches in and grabs it all. Yep. It's really yep. good. It's a really yeah, She's good... not letting her go through her thing. Yeah. I did look a little closer at the papers this time. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, yeah. So there's Shauna's wedding announcement or, and, and the official uh, like wedding. What do they call it? The document that's like the. I don't know what they call it, but I know what you certificate? mean. Sure. Yeah. Um, and apparently she was 22 when they got married. Well, and that looks like it's not a copy. It's not like she went in front of some microfiche, which means either she tracked down the old newspaper or she's been keeping tabs on them since. Like, she's been keeping tabs on them. That's a weird yeah. thing to be doing that early on, that she's been doing this since, yeah. what, 1990, if she was 22, like, whatever year, I don't know, yeah. 2000, whatever. 
She's got a copy of Callie's birth certificate from 2004. Which is weird. That's yeah. a, that's a really weird yeah. one. Like it's not easy to get yeah. a copy of and someone else's like birth official certificate. Copies. That's what I was just going to say. There's like yeah. a raised seal, I yeah. think. <laughs> like Yeah, it's not a photocopy like Travis's ID. No. It's like actual copies from like a a registry mm-hmm. of some kind. Um we see Kevin we do see we do Poor see Kevin. Kevin. Oh, also, this is such an obvious little thing, but uh, Jessica Roberts' card is stacked right on top of Ty's political pamphlet. Like they're mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. they put those two together for us, so yeah, we can start drawing that connection. Kevin has such yeah. kind eyes and such a sweet face, and he you can, he's so hung up on that. It like yeah, a woman he hasn't seen in twenty years. It sounds like it really breaks my heart. Although, but he is a cop, yeah. so a cap, like whatever. Right, <laughs> sure, yeah. But also, he's like goth freak Kevin Tan. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The uh, alternative kid to cop pipeline is real. <laughs> um, Nat says they used to be best friends, and then we see Misty snag Kevin's card, which of course will come back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a good example of what you've been talking about with these flips back and forth because we we hear a little bit of them talking about Misty, but this is when we get Travis and Nat's like first scene of them talking to each other, and it's right after, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, right. We see Nat kind of uh, really struck by the fact that Misty has located him. Yeah, she like puts the she grabs the copy of the driver's license. Mm-hmm. Um. And Javi's looking for his dad. Travis has the whole, he was helping one of you idiots put on an oxygen mask. One of you idiots really made me laugh this time. It's so unnecessary. I I mean, like, I get he's upset because his dad is dead. His dad. And it's, yeah. But it's not their fault. (laughs) But trying to help one of you idiots put on a. Yeah, it's really made me laugh. Really made me laugh. It's pretty good. So mean to Nat. I know. He's mean to all of them. He yeah. really hates them uh-huh. at this point. Um, we get some some tie at home again with Simone and Sammy. It's with the creepy doll. It is so hard to watch Ty without that layer of knowing that other Ty is always waiting around and knowing how calculating Ty can be and yeah. like Yeah, I know. Now I'm like looking for it. Like how much of her doing the like, because the first time you watch this, she brings the the stuff home from whatever that restaurant is that they obviously mm-hmm. love. And you think it's like shamed wife trying to get in good with her partner. Like, yeah. and but but then I'm like, how much of it is her being like, no, I need Simone to just let me do what I need to do. Like yeah. the intent is is something that I'm questioning so much more now. Yeah. Well, everything feels a little bit more calculated when you mm-hmm. think about it from the perspective of of having other tie kind of just around. She is really funny though when um Simone tells her that the teacher says Sammy's having trouble making friends. And she says, yeah. Do we know for sure the other kids don't suck? Exactly. Well, so the thing that I thought about was like, if you had been through what Ty went through, mm-hmm. are you really gonna worry about like is your kid making friends as a big huge problem? Right. It's like is he making friends? No. Okay. Is he stranded in the middle of the Canadian wilderness eating his friends? No. Cool. Exactly. So he's doing great. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Um, but you you texted me earlier. They are really trying to make Sammy creepy in this beginning 
a couple episodes. He's the whole reason I watched this first season wondering if this show, he's most of the reason ties the other part, how much of this show, like, are we going to find out is supernatural? Yeah. Like, it's all Ty and Sammy, really. Yeah. Yeah, because we get the drawings in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. On the, like, and that later when you look back, it's like scenes from, that he wouldn't know about. Yeah. It's so, really, like, Yeah. I know. That hasn't been explained either. No. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. We see also in in that part where she's in his bedroom, her kind of lose it a little bit mm-hmm. when the shadow puppet comes to life. It's like sign of th- things to come. Yeah. That's what I wonder, too. Like, is that a direct hallucination? Mm-hmm. Or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or is it what, like, I, I don't know how much we're supposed to... Like, I don't know how to draw the line between is Ty actively hallucinating that the shape on the wall changed versus is is it – I don't know what the other option is. Like, but – Yeah. I mean, to me, it feels a little bit like she's having all these, like, slippages of reality. Mm-hmm. Like, later on, she sees the – I think it's a wolf or a deer or something at the party mm-hmm. with the fancy money lady. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's, like – to me, it's showing that the woods is still present in her life every day and it right. keeps popping in when she least expects it. Yeah, even before it. everybody starts coming back into her life. Yeah. But, you know, she is thinking about it because she is having those people investigated. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's really present in her mind, I That's think. That's true. Um, and we get Jeff and Shauna's first attempt at the fantasy. Right. And of course. Tabitha and Hank. Right. So funny that they give different names. Like that's not the point of this, guys. And also that Jeff's fantasy is that he might meet a customer mm-hmm. and we're supposed to think he's having an affair. Right. Right. I love the I love this isn't right at this point, I don't think. Oh yeah, it is. Where she's she what she comes up with is that she's there to make a return. <laughs> he's like, what? Why is this what you're thinking about? He's, my furniture that bad? He's so offended. He is offended. This is yeah. where... Well, he, he really cares about his, he, his quality he, furniture. He really does. Yeah. They have a really nice um, dining hutch in their <laughs> dining room. That's a little uh, mid-century number that I appreciated. He's got a good eye. Um, yeah, he does. This is what he finds out about the fender bender. Shauna mm-hmm. is famously secretive so it's no surprise yeah 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 because he sees the number on her arm like Mm -hmm. a fucking teenager Mm -hmm. um we have a quick flashback to the woods where this is where they're starting to see coach because uh laura lee finds her little teddy bear leonard and we get the blood drip onto leonard's head Uh uh-huh just like it's a great framing totally you see her look up we also get Jackie's asking who has the best arm. Oh. And Mari's it. like, I do, Jackie. <laughs> Which is really... Uh, got, uh, yeah, a little bit of Mari in this little bit of episode more than I remembered. I, yeah. I think of her as sort of really not showing up until season two. but And she's pretty Mari in these scenes. Like, mm-hmm. we get the fruit by the foot bit last episode. and Yeah. Yeah, and she's like... Stepping up to throw a shoe or a rock at yeah. Coach in the tree. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, but then Travis sees him and runs up the tree. Well, right before that, though, we get Van. You're on fire today, Jackie. Oh, wait. Yeah. That was supposed to be me. Yeah. She's She's got the lines. Um, Can't believe they thought they the were going to kill her. Oh, God, I know. Um, this is also the first time we see the symbol. That's right. First symbol sighting. Yep. That's right. Yep. Because in that first episode in the pilot, which I guess was filmed much earlier, they had like the eyes in the tree, but mm-hmm. this is the first time we see the symbol. And it's right after, um, I think, Coach, is this right after he falls? Yeah. Right mm-hmm. after he falls from the tree, we see the symbol. Yep. And then goes right to the postcard. Exactly. The so symbol to the symbol. Connection. Yeah. Um. And that's when Simone says, because we find out that Sammy won't open the shades in his house. She says it's like Dracula's crypt in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ty says the worst thing you could say to a child who says he has no friends, which is I'm your friend, Sammy. Right. Because that's what you want. Yeah. your mom to be your friend. Like, good Lord. Um, I'm reading too much into this, yeah. but... Ty is making shadow puppets on the wall. Everybody's obsessed with shadow work these days. Ty being someone who has another Mm -hmm. half that she has been horribly unsuccessful at integrating because she has spent so much time being Ty, the politician who um, is, you know, so just so caught up in that. And then therefore has this other personality who shows up to do the things that that Ty won't do. Like, so having her be the one yeah. making the shadow puppets, it's like, it's a little on the nose, but it's hard not to see it that way now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bunny, mm-hmm. a sn- which bunnies are important. A bunny, a snail, and then the wolf. The wolf. Yeah. Um, Sammy mentions the lady in the tree who watches him at night, which obviously we'll come back to later is Ty herself. Horrifying. Why, you know, though, horrifying. does he not, he, it's, they kind of play it with Sammy where on the one hand he knows it's Ty, but on yeah. the other, I think if I saw my mom watching me in a tree, I'd be like, hey, why were you <laughs> watching me in the tree last what the night? Fuck, mom? What were you yeah. doing? Yeah. And then. No, she, that's fair. She says, like, look at me and tell me what you mean, Sammy. And then his response is just. Sammy, Sammy, why, why, why? I don't know. I feel like it's like the Adam thing. Like they're trying to set up possibilities. Mm -hmm. And one of those possibilities is that Sammy is a haunted fucking child. Right. Which I still am not totally unsurprised. Like, No. I mean, if your mom is Thai, you're going to, even if you're not supernaturally haunted, you're going to be a haunted (laughs) child. Yeah. You've got a ghost following you around either way. Like totally yeah yeah um we get adam calling from the the body shop Mm -hmm. we find out he is the one who works there this is what we were talking about before with the you you know you look like someone or you seem like someone who doesn't play by the rules yeah he's just kind of called to flirt i don't really like yeah it is yeah it's pretty obvious it's so funny though because now looking back i kind of see this as now that I now that we know that he knows who she is mm-hmm. before he meets her because he's read the book. Although, did he does he say later, or is this just something that like he found out who she was after and got the book to learn about her? Or is that something we all said as like a We don't know when he found the book. Okay. 
But the book is in his apartment and he feels very guilty when she finds it. Right. And I think that we're led to, I think the thing that makes the most sense is that he knows who she is when he meets her. Um, so I can see him in that conversation over the phone, kind of realizing when he's overstepping and being too familiar because mm -hmm. he does know who she is right. and pulling back from it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I could totally see that. That's a good point. Yeah, there's like this, you see it in his face too. Mm -hmm. the, um, the actor is doing a good job of like modulating that expression and and kind of like he's letting himself go and flirt with her a little bit. But by doing that, he's also being a little more familiar than you would be with an actual stranger that right. you didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. um, we also get one of one of my other favorite lines, which is enjoy your minivan as they're getting off the phone. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your minivan. Sorry. Your minivan, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your minivan. Yeah, it's great. It is a really good yeah. line. But this is the um, trigger, right? Like she then goes and yeah. kills the rabbit. She goes right to killing that rabbit. We see what an expert butcher Shauna is. Mm -hmm. She she does it with like no like precision and yeah. 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 And she looks very satisfied with herself mm -hmm. while she's doing it. Mm -hmm. Um and then, so, okay, this is an interesting flip, actually, because, so, she's getting the the rabbit, and then we flip right to the woods, and she's comforting Javi in that moment, right. while the girls carry coach. So, we're going from her as the butcher to her as, like, Javi's caretaker. Totally. Is Javi a rabbit? <laughs> is she gonna... Well, she does, she does end up butchering Javi. Yeah. Yeah, she and ends is he skinning and butchering Javi after he drowns in he's the ice? The first, and he's the first one because Jackie gets slow roasted. They're not planning he's the to. Yeah, he's the first one they chase down and kill. Like a rabbit and kill. And yep. He is the rabbit. Yeah. Wow. 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 Oh, Javi. Yeah. Um, this is where we, I mentioned earlier, the not drinking with Travis and then mm -hmm. not drinking, calling Travis in the hotel room. <laughs> and then we see the chili. It, Jeff is telling such a stupid story. No wonder they're bored, but he's really trying. He really he's is. trying. This is where I noticed the cool mid-century hutch behind him. <laughs> Shauna tells him the truth. When he asked, said, this is really good mm -hmm. chili tonight. Is it a new recipe? She says, I killed a rabbit. I skinned it chin to anus. And then they are both <laughs> shocked at the joke she would make, which is obviously what really happened. And also, like, they're so disconnected from her time in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Like, like we hear that and we know, like, she, yeah. she, the reason she even knows how to do that is because she had to do it for real to humans. Right. And they, they're they like, you're so weird. Oh, geez, mom. But, but we also know now that Jeff has read her journals. But do, and, and I guess, well, hold on. Do we know at this, we're connecting some dots. We know that Jeff will read yeah. her journals because the glitter is blah, 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 that whole thing. But what we're thinking is, and that's, he had already read them, and that's why he knew how to put the symbol on the postcards. We haven't 100% have that have had that confirmed we're in this show. We're not having it yet. No, right? we're not having that conversation okay. yet. Okay. So, but we can assume he has read her journals. 
Callie in this scene is wearing green and pink. Keeps mm-hmm. coming up this like color scheme. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially like there are a lot of subtle things that tie Callie back to Jackie um, mm-hmm. in, in ways in that, that like green and pink. I know you said it's also Misty's wearing the belt earlier, but. The belt. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it does tie to, to Jackie as well. Mm-hmm. This is where we get the scene at the end, near the end where they're starting the fire. It's nighttime now in the woods. Nat's the one starting the fire. Mm-hmm. The girls are covering the dead with the big yellow jackets banner. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Lottie finds and takes her meds. Mm-hmm. We see that there's like six pills left. Mm-hmm. A little foreshadowing there. She's wearing a rabbit jacket in this scene. I think that's rabbit that she's wearing. Mm, I'd have. She's wearing that little fur coat. No way to identify which fur it is, but I believe if anybody can, it's you. So I'm going to take your word there. We get Shauna mentioning that there is that the emergency beacon should lead them to them. Uh huh. Maybe we should conserve some food. Want to save the mm-hmm. corn nuts? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I think it's it's flipping back and forth a lot here, and this is why I don't think I noticed the like the change in Shauna the first time around because now we see Jeff at the calculator, but Shauna is like starting the role play again. Mm-hmm. This is also we're getting a little hint that we don't re- recognize yet about their financial problems. Right. Right. But yeah, he really is crunching numbers. Like yeah. we're supposed to think he's staying late because of work problems. And that's a cover for the affair, but yeah, it's, it's the work problems. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, the furniture store is not, not exactly killing it. Then we get, we get the scene of this episode, right? It's the, F sharp. F sharp. Yeah. Laura Lee thinks it's her fault that the plane crashed because she called her piano teacher a name in her head because she was, uh, she wasn't playing right. Um, Mm -hmm. And then she makes a sound at first, like she said it out loud. And then she's like, in my head. But, (laughs) and like you're waiting for the word to be when they ask her what it is because it's Laura Lee to be something really tame, but it's cunt. It's the worst word she could think of. Yeah. Um, and then this becomes all of the girls sharing their little secrets, which is interesting mm-hmm. because their secrets become so much bigger later. Yeah. Um, There's also a, a significant shot of Missy watching this happen. Yeah. And understanding that they're bonding as mm-hmm. a group. Yep. Like you can see it in her face. And Lottie has that great one where she steals clothes from TJ Maxx. She's rich. She doesn't need to do that. She returns them. She's got thousands of TJ bucks she's never going to use. TJ bucks. Yeah. Um, I love it. Jackie sneaking downstairs so she can uh, pause the color of night on Bruce Willis's wang. Jersey boy yeah. Bruce Willis. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, and while she's telling that story, Misty is heating up something in the fire. Uh-huh. Yep. And nobody's paying attention to Misty, um, even though they do all know how valuable she's been. That's a huge part of this. Um uh jackie asks what about you shipment any secrets big enough to bur- to crash a goddamn plane seems like maybe she knows shauna's got and shauna's secrets could be well jackie i'm in love with you or it could be while well, i'm having sex <laughs> with your boyfriend um or both but ben screaming is the thing that interrupts it yeah um the laughter here and i don't know if i've caught it before or not but it is like mm-hmm. animal like it's like they, they sound like a group of hyenas. It like reminds me of the sounds you hear in the beginning of the pilot of them like whooping and hollering while they're or, like whooping and hollering while they're chasing um, pit girl. 
And right. I just, like that. The I, was, laughter. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say the hooping, hooting words, the hooting and hollering while they're playing soccer and when they win the game. Oh, that too. Because that's also that same sound. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but just the way they're like painting them as this kind of like pack of animals, even before they around a fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even before they start murdering. It's interesting. Yeah. We quickly jump back to 21 where we get the scene that she sees that Bianca has texted Jeff. Mm-hmm. Usual place. Don't be late. Yeah. And it's such a like it's like a comedy of errors because this is what I mean, we don't know yet, but like Shauna cheats on Jeff with the like the false knowledge, but she thinks he's already cheating on her. Yeah. Not that that makes yeah. it okay, and blah, 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 her... blah, blah, but, you know. No, but in her mind, that's her justification. Right. You know, because she has a chance before this. Adam asks her to dinner. He says he'll she... fix her car for free if she goes to dinner with him, and she says no. She says no, thank you. Yes, she says no, thank you. But, like, you know, she had an opportunity to cheat before this. She says no, mm-hmm. then she thinks that Jeff is cheating, and then it kind of, like, opens her up to it. Right. And then? Get that last... uh Two last real bits. We've got the woods where it, um, we see everybody sleeping around the fire. Shauna and Jackie sharing a pillow. Misty is the only one still awake, just kind of sitting there, staring at everyone. She gets up to go to pee, mm. and she overhears Van and Laura Lee talking about how great she is and yeah. how they wouldn't survive without her. Jesus. And then notices the flight recorder. Yeah. It, it it's always been crazy that she did this. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like I, I think if I were Misty, I'd be like, wait till we get rescued and they tell everybody what a hero I was. Like I think yeah. that would be it I wouldn't be like I mean, I know Misty's a sociopath, so it's no surprise. Yeah. But that her thought is it reminds me of you know that thing, it's it, I don't know if it's really a quote unquote sociopath test, but they say that thing where it's like um here's a riddle jody tell me if you've heard this before you probably have anyway Mm -hmm. um you meet somebody at at your mom's funeral and you really hit it off you have a really deep connection but they leave before you can get their information what do you do if you want to see them again and they say like well a sociopath would say you kill your dad because oh jesus if they show up at your mom's funeral (laughs) They're likely wow. to show up at your dad's. And wow. I don't, it's always held up as like, that's like a classic sociopath test. I don't know if it really is or if that's yeah. just a fun little riddle. But that never occurred to me. But I'm glad you know, to know that I'm okay. <laughs> it would occur to Misty. Oh, yeah. In the same way you're that you're right. like, yeah. oh, if you hear a bunch of people singing your praises at a plane crash and you come upon the distress signal, what would you do? Most of us would say like, oh, I wouldn't. I'd be so excited to be hailed a hero when I return to New Jersey. All I've yeah. ever wanted is to be hailed a yeah. hero in New Jersey. But she's well, like... And also, like, you could be the one that's like, look, I found the recorder. Yeah, it's still blinking. Exactly. They're going to find us. Like, but no. You know, her first no, thought is, this has to stay this stay way here forever. forever. Yeah. So crazy. I know yeah. she's crazy, but, like, yeah, so crazy. Yeah. And then this last, this last little bit with Nat and Misty is giving us a lot, too, in 2021, where, mm-hmm. like, Nat's going to find Travis in New Hampshire. Side note, uh, I grew up in New Jersey and spent a lot of time in New Hampshire. That's a six to seven hour drive. Yeah, that's uh, it's like, not short. It's like a road trip. Yeah, but it's not a short drive to spend with someone like Misty. No. Who only wants to listen to podcasts or show tunes. <laughs> They're the two uh, options. The only two that yeah. exist. 
But Misty has fucked with Nat's car, which we don't quite know yet, but I think we can assume we're maybe suspecting. Yeah. It's funny too, because uh, you Nat isn't surprised later when she finds she's like pissed when she gets the confirmation. She finds the wires in a later episode. Yeah. Um but it does say a lot that Nat has spent so much time with Misty and knows her level of crazy that she still goes on the trip with her. And also mm-hmm. her like desperation to get to Travis. But all yeah. of that is like if I got in a car with somebody who I think sabotaged my car so that it'd be you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't know that I would go. Yeah. But Nat's I just think like that used there's something to this. about Yeah. Well, there's something about the what we find out later about the hierarchy in the woods mm-hmm. and the fact that like Nat was one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid of Misty. Right, exactly. Like, and Misty's not afraid of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're like not, they're both people you should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point. Cause even like, even when Nat is holding a gun to Misty, like Misty's like, she's not oh, afraid. Hold on. She turns her back on her to go yeah. to like, yeah, there's no fear there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we Misty has two coffees. This is the list you were talking about. It's such a funny list. It's like, Candy bars, sandwiches, New York style pretzels, which nobody in Jersey is calling them New York style pretzels, but no. good pumpernickel from the bagelry. You mm-hmm. always buy two. Like, it's such a weird list. Calzones from whatever the Stromboli place is. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a funny list. She's just saying words. Yep. She's just talking. It's it's almost like Misty's just going to keep talking to distract Nat from the actual issue. She's just trying to like yeah. make her dizzy with it. There's so much subtext in that conversation when they're in their own cars about like, you know, about Nat's car not working, Mm -hmm. Misty being like, oh, what are you doing today? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it's such a back and forth with uh, like a different conversation happening underneath it. And they both know that. Yeah, it's very clear to both of them, I think. There's that Um, perfect shot of their two cars, which is such a like, if you had to guess what kind of car each of those women would drive, you would guess that Misty would drive that tiny little Fiat and that, that Nat like would have some, yeah. And that would have some cool black classic car. Like, yeah. Oh, it's totally. So obvious. Um, but this is where, like, I think we said earlier, we hear hold on playing again. It's, it's like if the movie cars, this is so important. I need to say this. Okay, it's like ahead. if yellow jackets were remade in the cars universe, those cars <laughs> would play Misty and Nat. So we, and Shauna would be played by that little Ford Fiesta. Exactly. Or the minivan. They're really associated with cars in this. Wait, hold Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) I'm realizing how important cars suddenly are to everyone. (laughs) Because Jackie doesn't have a car. No. If she did have a car, it would be like her parents' leftover Mercedes or BMW. Mm -hmm. Travis isn't associated with a car, but he has a truck later on. Right, right. Javi's too young to drive. Yeah, we is. don't we don't we don't see Lottie driving anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm developing something here and I don't know what it is. <laughs> Jody's I know car that corner. you're thinking Cars Universe as like a cartoon thing, but I'm I'm now picturing like what cars are associated with each of them and and why. That's interesting. But some of them are so like some of them are so on the nose, like Misty and nat a little more than like and like shauna's Shauna's minivan minivan, of course in 2021 yeah yeah but yeah so that's all it was just well and the yeah but is adam driving a bronco oh he's driving some bullshit jeep the important thing about his car is the coexist sticker 
we'll revisit this um, every single episode for the rest of our show. So we'll have time. Wait, wait. While we're in car corner, hang on. This, okay. I did a search for Adam Yellow Jackets Bronco Mm -hmm. and found this Reddit post. I'd never seen this Reddit post. This is from like two years ago. feel like we're back, baby. Um, We're back in Reddit corner. We are back. We are back, and I'm excited about it. Um, in the theory sub, it, there is a post that is two screenshots. One is Adam Martin's license plate, which is New Jersey 6N4 BB7. Uh-huh. The next picture is Misty's Fiat, New Jersey license plate, 6N4 BB7. They had five license plates. So they had to pass around in production. I know. I'm sure that it's a continuity error or but like. Could you imagine like that. if but... Misty? What would the let's let's reverse engineer a theory that would make sense? How would okay? Why would Misty and Adam be? Because Adam's still alive at this point. Like, what? How would yeah. Misty and Adam be? How and why would they be trading license plates? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Hmm. Well, and I was thinking about the fact that he works at a body shop. Like maybe that's not his car, but that is his car. And we have some very thin, very thin speculation. There is some tiny little theories floating around that Adam and Walter have some connection. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that does for us, but Walter being the one connected to Misty, Walter being the one seeking out Misty, maybe. I don't know. Right. Yeah, no. So um, in that Reddit thread, um, somebody named... Pearl Maggard, which is great, uh-huh. uh, said, Melanie Linsky tweeted she hadn't seen any partic- uh, a particular theory at all. Has anyone seen Misty and Adam being in cahoots theories? And then she said, I, the next person said, I think Adam could be in her citizen detectives group. He could be a super fan slash stalker, which kind of goes with what we were saying earlier. Right. What if Adam is the biblical Adam? <laughs> what if Adam is Misty and drag? <laughs> yeah. Again, I... I mean, obviously, it's that they only had a handful of New Jersey tags to use. But, I know. But it is interesting to it's it all goes back but, to. But this... wait, wait, wait. Red strings is happening around me. What if so we had said there's like some things between some questions about Adam and Walter. Mm-hmm. But we know that Walter's in the citizen detective community. Mm-hmm. So what if Adam's in the citizen detective community knows Misty and they're trading license plates? Why? I don't know. <laughs> there's no there's no reason. I think here okay, it is really fun and you know I love doing this probably more than you. I'm really willing to like believe the theories. Yeah. But we are only two episodes into a show that I don't think they were expecting us it the what I happened know. with the show We know they weren't. Like is be, I really think at, because this show is, like the premise is predicated on a plane crash. People had their Lost hats on. And Lost was just, was a show that from episode one wanted you to be watching it with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. I don't think that's what Yellow Jackets, and like you said, we know that's not what Yellow Jackets was expecting. So they passed around uh, Jersey license plates because they only had a couple. I'm going to bet for season three, we will not, they'll be much more careful about what license plates are where. Yeah. Well, someone named Passion for Film agrees with you in this thread and says Occam's Razor. They didn't. Have, they don't have many license plates to work with on set. I know it's not as fun. It's not as fun. And I love believing insanity, but every 
Yeah, they can't use real license plate numbers mm-hmm. in shows either. So these right. are prop plates. Did we talk about the oh, very well. last? Yeah. Did we talk about the very last? Uh, scene? Well, we yeah, yeah. Basically, um, we talked before we started recording about how great the um, music cue is in that moment, mm-hmm. where we've got the. I think we have the uh, mother mother playing again. It's hold Am on. Am I right about that? Oh, it's hold on. Right. And then she bashes the flight recorder, pulls the cord out, and the music cuts off. Yeah, so it's Hold On playing in 92, so now this is Misty's theme. Mm-hmm. Brings it back in the present in in the second-to-last scene that carries over right. back into the past so that we connect it back to Misty being so bullied for so long and such an outcast, yeah. right? Like, yep. it's 1990. Like, they could have shown that flashback of her being prank-called it could have been 96, right? But they, we need to know this has been happening. Yeah. Misty's always been on the outside. And now yeah. she has a little bit of community here. And it's so fun that when she pulls the the cables out of the box that it's short, that the song cuts off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great little moment. Mm-hmm. I just want to quickly shout out Jeff's little woo after when he's getting out of bed after <laughs> the fat sex. Just it's man, so cute. He is married with a child and he is still celebrating he's having so sex. He, yeah, he's really like. He's so psyched. Such a. I love it. Such I a dummy. It. He's so good. He continues to be great. He, yeah. Thank God. <sighs> so takeaways from episode two. Lots of setup. Lots of connecting individual people. Mm-hmm. Making little pairs. Mm-hmm. That'll come back in the future. Mm-hmm. The big thing for me was noticing the Shauna and Javi stuff. Yeah. And how much more blatant that was than I remembered. And also just feeling like Adam is much more, it's much more obvious to me watching it this time that he knows who she is. Right. From the moment he meets her. He may not have orchestrated that crash, but he knows who she is. And he probably, you know, purposely wanted to meet her for some reason. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, It is. I don't know that I think he orchestrated the crash, but it is a weird Jersey is a densely populated state. The mm-hmm. the likelihood of you getting in a fender bender with someone you're obs- with a celebrity you're obsessed with is not, you know what I mean, like the yeah. likelihood of that. But then but I do feel like then we're getting a little too I don't know. I really don't know. I think the most obvious yeah. the most like real world way to read this is fender bender happened he figured out who shauna was after the fact got the book read the book it tricked shauna into thinking that he had plotted that's what motivated her to murder him Mm -hmm. end of the story but i don't i don't know that 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 i'm satisfied with that for this show with how much they've placed on adam so we'll see or we won't yeah and we'll find out i don't know (laughs) who knows yeah yeah it's kind of crazy that after at the end of season two there's some stuff in like episode two we still don't really have answers Mm -hmm. to i feel pretty good i think you know there's it's i think what's interesting is realizing what's happening as I rewatch this for the billionth time is that I'm finally be able to filter out some stuff that I don't need to focus on. And I'm picking up on other background things that I did. I didn't know that that would even be 
possible yeah. after watching it this many times. Totally. But yeah. But it's a dense show. It is a dense show. And yeah. Next week, we're watching season one, episode three, The Dollhouse. The Yellow Jackets debate the merits of probably dying while staying put or probably dying while looking for shelter. Thaisa <laughs> navigates a dirty attack ad. Oh, yeah. That's right. We start to get um, a bit of a threat to her candidacy. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch the next one. And yeah, I do recommend um, watching Society of the Snow. Just it's I mean, it's it's a tough watch, but it's a really crazy story. And thinking about the way that it connects to this show gives some possibilities for what might be coming. It's cool. Especially about like the way that they got saved. And yeah. we don't know how the Yellow Jackets got saved yet. I can't wait to find out. I know. I also noticed um, there's been some people chattering about like when is the bonus episode coming out. Mm-hmm. We still don't know anything, but right. I think the assumption is it's probably going to be closer to when season three is released. That makes sense. And not just like randomly dropped. I mean, that, unfortunately, that would be the smart thing for them to do marketing yeah. wise anyway. But yeah. of course, whenever that does happen, that'll be our episode that week, no matter what we're talking about or where we are in our yes. in our show. Um, 100%. And in the meantime, if folks want to weigh in on theories, um, want yeah. to tell us we're wrong about something, want to tell us how much they love the show, where can they do that? They can email us at watcherspotnj uh, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And they can find us on Instagram at watcherspotnj, where you just posted a clip with lots of diners in it, which made me very happy, <laughs> as I love diners very much. All of this, all but one of the South Jersey diners I used in that clip are now closed. Heartbreaking. Oh, God. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. And a couple of the ones that uh, from North Jersey that you um, suggested are also closed. Yeah. Very yeah. sad. But Saddlebrook Diner is still there where my parents had their first date. Stratford Diner is still there. Great curly fries. Um, yeah. And they can find me personally on Instagram at Jody underscore Mim, J-O-D-I-E underscore M-I-M. And I'm at AQ, Andrew AQ on Instagram. Yeah. So we will see you back here next week for episode three of season one. The Dollhouse. See you in the woods. We'll see you in the woods.